secure your necessary muffin repository by visiting us at utilitymuffinlabs.com, on Facebook at Utility Muffin Labs, on Twitter at 25 Years of VTM or Utility Muffins, all one word, on Instagram at Utility Muffin Labs, one word. Support the labs on Patreon at patreon.com slash 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, and finally, adorn your human form with our t-shirts at tpublic.com slash users slash Utility Muffin Labs. Utility Muffin Labs, think homogenous. This is 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, a retrospective podcast brought to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. Welcome once again, folks, to another episode of 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade. My name is Nathan. And I'm Bob. Mm. And Bob's a little loud, so I'm going to turn him down just a tiny bit, just a scotch, Whoa. just a smidge. So uh, today we're going to be doing a review on the Followers of Set clan book. Is that correct? Yeah, that's accurate. That is accurate. Um, so um, just uh, a real quick thing I just wanted to make mention of. One of our listeners had uh, had kind of said that um, we don't really... You don't really explain what a player should look for if they're out looking for these books in the wild when we're talking about the clan books. Like visually, what's the difference between the first edition and the revised? Well, this one is super easy because it's not even called the same thing. Right. The first one is called clan book Setite. This one is called follower of set. So small distinction, uh, a little bit of change to the clan. You know, um, that Setite thing is... You know, it's kind of weird, like, it's like Asimite, Setite, follower of a, a child of Akeem, follower of Set. Yeah, and I think the distinction's even more so, right? Because the Setite seems to be the, the, the first clan book was more mm-hmm. fanatical. Right, it does de- definitely seemed that way to me. Right, it was like, here's a religion, you go practice it, have fangs, walk like an Egyptian, you know? It was like, it yep. was like over and done. The, the Setite book, more fanatical, followers of Set seems to be more of a deep dive. Mm-hmm. Like it really, honestly, the guy could have done a podcast. Like he was sitting there and let's, let's talk about what I've heard and what I've learned based on yeah, followers of set. That's true. But as you know, it's hard to sell a podcast. It is. <laughs> and I do know that. Uh, but the, uh, but the point is, it's like just the format of the way the book even comes across. Right. Yeah. I really feel that there was this skeleton book creation they got going down. Right. They hammer on an amazing opening story. Which the opening story in the, the, this follower of set book is awesome. Like, I don't think we've had one we've disliked yet. No, right? they're all good. The fi- and, and, you know, a lot of people have differing opinions on that. We personally, I think they're awesome. You think they're awesome. That's our opinion. And this one holds the standard because right. it basically tells you everything that a follower of set is, mm-hmm. you know, in that particular fashion. And I do mean, and whenever we say everything that they are, we talk from a stereotype. That's what's available. Right, it's a review in the clan book. Right, that stereotype they hold, they hold it well. And so, what they do is they paint the picture. Here's the story. You could actually stop there. Right, because right there you can understand, off the cuff, how to play what they're going for. Right, definitely. Yet it goes. Of course, there's a history. Of course, there's a way of being. Mm-hmm. Let's roll it forward, and they do a good job of it. Yeah. Do you mind if, um, real quick, before we jump into the meat and potatoes of this book in our review, um, do you mind if we touch base with some of our Patreon? I never followers? mind. All right, cool. So, um, first thing I want to do, uh, like we should be doing regularly, 
and we're a little we're a little lax, a little behind on that. We just want to thank some of the newer supporters um, that have decided to uh, throw us a bone on Patreon, as it were, and uh, you know kick a little kick a little assistance into the kitty. Um, first off, we have Carrie, we have Ripper, we have Alexis Wolf, we have Joshua Chapa, we have J.M. Thomas Douglas, Ben Heisler, I hope I pronounced that right, uh, Walter Cardinal, Dante PD, thank you for supporting us, and then Ys Cambron, and I know I pronounced that wrong, I did my best, I looked it up beforehand, <laughs> I tried, uh, Tony McMahon and Daniel Quinn, thank you guys for adding your support and uh, you know telling us how much you appreciate this podcast. Um, definitely stick with us cause there's going to be new stuff, more stuff coming in time. And, uh, anyways, thank you. Yeah. Let's get back to the book. Don't want to derail too far, but we get into the history of this clan. The history is something that, uh, I gotta, I gotta admit is a little dry right initially. And even the, the way they write it, he says as much, right? Mm -hmm. Cause the perspective again is a guy just talking to you, right? Just saying, this is what, this is what we are. And this is how we appear to be when he talks about too, like how, he like I paid this guy for this information, and I paid this guy for this information. But like my sire, well, she had this whole other perspective. So it's 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 definitely from the perspective of someone who doesn't really know. Like they're right. they're, they're kind of like reciting history back to you based on what they've been told. So yeah, it kind it kind of paints. Uh, initially, it'll leave a bad taste in your mouth because when you get the book, you start reading, you're like. I'm trying to read what this is and what they are, not what they might have been from four right. different perspectives. Right. No, but, absolutely. I, I, me as a, as a player, as a storyteller, um, my perspective on it was, okay, so you're Egyptian and your vampires and your, your, your head guy was like set. All right. What else do I really need to know? But it's like you go to a museum anywhere that right. talks about Egypt mythology whatsoever, and they're going to give you what he tells you. Mm -hmm. Right. What happened? Set and Osiris, we know it. I'm not even going to attempt to rehash it again. No, and you should. Because it's been done. <laughs> so, right, it's just as dry. But then when you get beyond it, it's like he kind of toes around the fact that it's, well, this is what it is. And so because we're dealing with the Nile, you know, set. Mm -hmm. Right. And then he starts talking about, you know, he moves beyond it. But it's like, wait a second. So... In your in your discussion, you were saying how Set isn't Kane, like Kane isn't Set, but like what's going on? Yeah, you know what I mean. But but then it's like, but there you know Kane like Set is Kane. Set and you know his children are the twelve other clans, and you're like, yeah, is that is that the <laughs> one that you're you're gonna go with here? I mean, okay, seems like it. Anytime that there's a clan that's like you know that that generational cycle thing. You know, that's like the uh, the the English calendar, the whatever. What do they call it? The the Gregorian calendar or whatever. We're <laughs> we're not going to observe it. You know, we're on some other calendar. Like, what really is it? Okay. So what it is that he's hammering home God, right? Just right. just being what right. they worship. Right. This, this is what we worship. Set, and this is the real right. story. Our gods predate your Christian gods, so clearly right. yours can't be. You know. Okay. So fundamentally, what ends up highlighting though is this: this truth. What is a god? Right. If if your god could be embraced, he's a human. It's it's a human curse. That's true. That's very I, that's very that's, much. And and we've learned about that in a variety of other books. Right. The world of darkness is good about hammering home that there are 
there are men who walk the earth with magical powers, right? There's, you know, there's, we know there's like mages and there's, you know, there's normal human beings, but they're abnormal in their greatness. Right. Right. But if you can be embraced, you're still a human. Right. It's, it's a fundamental. (laughs) Right. It doesn't matter how much magic, you know, it doesn't matter how much wizardry you can accomplish. If I can fight you, drain your blood and give you mine and make you a vampire, you're a human being. You're not a God. What's that? Howls in the distance. Yes, werewolves, abominations. That's correct. <laughs> that you know, you know, you're, you're arguing. Right. Oh, well, those are werewolves. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, Hamid form. I would also argue this human as a werewolf from a. This is a term I'm just learning about. I've never really heard it before we started getting into this podcast. But from a crunch perspective, remember werewolf. You can just say, "No, I don't want to be a vampire," and you die. Yeah, spin them noses and. Bye. Right. I, yeah, no, I'm not going to be an abomination. I'm going to go off to Gaia. All right, cool. See you later. Which, which basically is them saying werewolves can't get embraced. But if you're a storyteller who wants to do a cool story with a new right, villain, right. here you go. You want to have a one-off? It's it's possible. It's just highly unlikely. Anyways, let's not get too deep into the weeds here. But why we're in the weeds is because we're also... We're, they get into the weeds. Right. Right? Because one of the stories he tells is how he meets a shop owner. Mm-hmm. He's in London, and there's a shop owner who knows everything. Yeah. Right? He says, he meets a shop owner and says, actually, uh, what Seth did was he took a tincture, mm-hmm. and he downed it, and he lives forever and ever and ever. And and and, and actually, and actually, it wasn't Set. That was Horace. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. A couple of them did it. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Only these few. And I'm reading it going, you're saying one thing, but if I were to go to look for, for everybody that did it, you're now saying all the heads did it and there's an eternal war where they're all trying to kill right. each other. And, and what they're doing is they're giving a tongue in cheek to mummy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. I, and I think too, like reading, actually hearing you talk about this, it gives me a little bit of an idea perspective where at, at first glance in initial read, I was kind of like, this is not really telling me anything. And I'm just like now six or seven clan books. In, I, what are we? Eight clan books? In? I don't know. Right. We're, we're deep into clan book. Deep. Uh, uh, we're not on the green yet, right? We still got a number of yards to go before we get to the to the last hole here. But reading all these clan books and and seeing all these different perspectives, I'm just like, oh god, this is this is arduous. <laughs> it is it is boring. Like this is not a good history. But I have to think about it, right? As you recite it back to me, it's a clan of liars. Yes. Right. It is a clan of liars and manipulators, first and foremost, period. Th- you, these are these are corruptors. You caught me. Right. And and and, you know, we have to go. OK, I see. I see what you're doing here. Let me back up. Get a little perspective. You're a clan of of bullshitters. So why would your history be any different? So the, so the book's written in a subterfuge, right? Right. And so it's all designed from and this is a two day play, by the way, with Nate. I literally was not like I was playing you, but I was waiting for that insight that this book is designed to make you jump from one foot to the other, right? Not trust him. And then you have to know enough to read between the lines, but he may gain your trust because never hearing of it before. If this is the first clan book you read, you're going to take this clan book as gospel, right? Right. Is it trust? No one, but set. Right. And that's what this is over and and over. I I think that the very important thing for players to take away subtext right yes and and the same can be said for this entire game right you're you're nothing is ever presented to you as truth and that's that's like a really important theme of this game and it's one that i i've always thought was devilishly clever 
right? There isn't a uh, a step-by-step roadmap of what in this game is true and what in this game isn't because this is a clan of liars in a species, if you will, vampires, of liars, right? We're, they're all full of shit. These guys are just maybe more full of shit, but where's the truth in that? Maybe they're maybe they're actually revealing a little bit more. What they cut to the quick on, right, is when they get to the well, before we get into the cool stuff that you're, you know, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Pause when we mention a bit, um, and you have some insight into another clan relating to this one too, mm-hmm. as an overall. Yeah, yeah. But I want to hammer this point home that when you're reading this book, you're going to get to a point where you get to where they talk about Theophidians. And when you get to Theophidians, if you get anything from this review, note that this is also teaching you about the um, the path of Typhon. Right. It's uh, So when you get to the path of Typhon, the Theophidians believe in a release. It's freeing people from the aeons. And this is probably the most complex concept I've read in any clan book. It's hard to get this down. When they refer to aeons, you're like, what the hell is that? Well, if you go to Google it, you're going to get like the Aeon Corporation. Or the Aeon group. And you may get the the Greek definition of the you know word imposing. But here's what an Aeon is and what they reference to. An Aeon is any overarch demiurge that imposes rules and a moral rule upon anything, right? So this is a religious doctrine. This is uh, the laws of any country and any nation anywhere over a group of people. Moral laws especially, taboos, right? Right. The whole point to a Theophidian is to shatter those shackles of the aeons. They can't do it by the common get you addicted to a drug and then we're going to run around and because you're addicted, I've done my job. No, it's missing the point. They may use it as a tool, right, to bring you to a truth. But the fact is, is that you are the best corrupter for yourself. This clan is hated and reviled because there is nothing, nothing more damning than showing someone who they really are, right? Mm-hmm. And that's breaking down your own hold over your own morals. Everyone is taught in every society to keep a face, right? right? Japanese call it the man, right? It's the fact that when I'm in public, I seem appropriate. I keep a standard, honors a facet, and I represent all sorts of things. But when you're at home, you can be as you will, right? In America, we call it man's king of his castle. Hmm. Literally means <laughs> you can be whatever the fuck you want to be. Right. And it's the same principle, right? Right. You know, I want to, I want a queen in the streets and a freak in the bed. Same thing. You get the idea. But the point is the Theophidians say, no, you be you. And, and that's all you have to be. And all these rules are designed to hold you in place to keep you under the thumb of the aeons. Right. For now, it's to keep you under the thumb of the police. But once you go beyond that, and I'm not saying that you have to jump and kill cops or oppose police. In fact, don't. Because you invite them to step forward and, and silence you. We're only going to gain strength when you realize that to live free is to find a place where you can be that. And you're doing well when you convince another person to do the same. What they're doing is they're building cults based around these supposed freedoms to where eventually those chains don't exist anymore. Right. And that's when they believe set comes back because you will have weakened the aeons enough where there is no control stopping him from coming across or better said paves the way for when his resurrection comes about he's ready to take over and they have done their job so basically what you're saying is the followers of set at the core if you want to get real basic they're they're a clan that's all about raising their their founder right that that's that's what most of us 
uninitiated folks would know about them. But at the heart of it, it's not just about corruption to raise a dead god. Like, it is, but it's definitely more multifaceted than that. Right, like, prepare for right. the coming of the god is right. probably better said, right? And But why are they hated so much for it? Why do you think? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, the, it's there are tales as long and as old as this game yeah. <laughs> about these these uh you know nests of vipers that that slowly corrupt cities and and like for instance we run a game online that exists in los angeles and they're in the los angeles by night there's like just stories of like oh the setites ah oh, the followers of set ah oh, they're so they're so full of corruption that brings me to my next point right and it's one that i kind of thought and I've kind of thought to some degree, and and I want to get some some clarification for people that might also think this. One, if you have the followers of Set, what are the point of the Bali? And two, are the followers of Set just like a kind of like a toned down version of the Bali? What's interesting about that is, um, if I were Bali, I would I would chuckle because mm -hmm. I'm doing my job well, right. If you're drawing that conclusion and you're saying the sites are just us, oh, you're absolutely right. That's why you should continue to kill the setites because that's stopping us. <laughs> right, 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 right. That means I'm doing right, my job, right? right? And uh, the truth of the matter is, is the Bali, that's the setites are, are literally a, a part of the toolkit is the best way I can say it. The setites want to go and say they worship a dark god and his name set. I, I chuckle. Right. Because uh, sure he is. Of course he is. That's because the truth is so far more terrifying. Right. Right. And the Bali don't hate them. They just think they're kids. They're children. What you're doing is exactly what you should do because it right. keeps people off of what we're here to do. What, For what sure. Are the, what are the Bali? The Bali are supposed to be the hidden boogeymen who tend to a greater evil. Right. Right? They really are antiheroes by the way that clan's written. People don't want to hear that. How's a Bali an antihero? Don't they got to commit great atrocity and horrendous like evil right. to do what they want to do? Uh, let me point something out. When you deal with religion, whoever is not part of your religion, they're evil, right? For sure. They're infidels, right. right? Yeah. That's the point. So it really depends on what side of the fence you're on. If I'm a Bali, let me explain what the Sedites are. The Sedites are people who almost get it. They had a vague perception and a vague understanding. And that's cool. And it's cute. Continue doing it. Right. That's you. You have forever to figure it out. However, right. if I'm a Sedite looking at the Bali, what the fuck are you? <laughs> why 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 are you doing this you know and the bali would just smile why did i kill a whole entire hospital of children with a dull spoon right and record it well since we're here and you need to know i have to play this recording nonstop in a very dark place and on every part of this place every stretch of it is the blood of innocence in specific homage to a thing i cannot name because that would give it power and I needed to stay asleep. And the only way I could do that is to let it believe that all around it on all sides are eternal torment, chaos, and screaming. Right. That what it did, it still it went to bed when all that was going on. Right? Let there be light. You're right in that the world was created. God did do this. Right. However, it went to bed because it had thought it destroyed and annihilated and all that was all that there was. Right. And as long as it believes it stays asleep. The moment I don't play this recording, the moment this stops and the moment some idiot comes in with a camera 
records it, deciphers what these dead languages mean, and then goes on the news and starts saying his real name or whatever it is, or even a fragment of it, mm -hmm. it might wake up. Right. And so, so a lot of people ask us, they say, Hey, when are you guys going to do a Bali review? When are you going to, you know, the, the people are interested in the Bali. They're right. often misunderstood. They're terrible and no one will ever, ever let you play them. Right. Nobody ever right. lets anybody play Bali in any game. So what about a follower of set? Would you think that that would be appropriate for most games? And, you know, I'll say my, my opinion. Um, I would say like any independent clan, especially one that has like a, a, a path of enlightenment associated with it, I would take a very delicate hand because at the end of the day, you have to remember your setites, your, your followers of set, they're really trying to undermine the, the, the whole of your, of your game, not necessarily your game, but of this, the power structure, right? They're really trying to get in there like a termite and sort of tear out right. the, the things that hold this society together. Are but they are they disruptive though? Not inherently. They can go. be, right? They can be. They right. certainly can be. And that's why I would say, like anything else, as a storyteller, I want to vet the player that's going to play them. And I suggest every storyteller, every dungeon master, every dice rolling king with a sheet in front of him that separates him between him and the players, vet who's gonna play what, right? Always take the time, doesn't matter what game it is to talk with your player and determine what they want to do and also get a gauge for them as a player. You know, there are certain people that we play with that we've played with for years that to this day I'd be like, I don't think I'm going to let you play a follower of set, <laughs> you know, but, but there are people that I've played with six months that I go, yeah, no problem. You're totally mature enough to handle it. And I think you have a good head about you to play this clan. And I think about the clan itself, I mean, to give you my opinion, mm -hmm. I think any yeah. player can play follower of set with a storyteller who is able to gauge just how much time you have to spend with that player yeah. for them to get it. That's really the reason why I deny anybody. Right. If you haven't even read the clan book, it's that much more work I got to put in. Oh, yeah, for sure. To you doing it. And when you get to these independent clans, that means a lot of time, you know, mm -hmm. whereas the other clans, they have an organization backing where any flavor of the rainbow of one clan can be played. Right. You know, they're unique into their own right. But. When you're playing a follower set, especially reading this book, you get a couple things, right? First off, they wrote it to where it's a liar who's walking around lying because he has to lie to tell you the truth. <laughs> and if you don't get that, read the book again. And if you don't get it, read the first edition set I book, then read the follower set book. And what you're doing here, jumping from one foot to the other, reading and trying to get the subtext is the fact that nobody is certain how to worship set, but they've gotten together and decided as a cult, as a religious following, that this must be what set is. And that's what you have to understand. Because there are so many people who are calling out to their progenitor, a dark god, they're doing it in very, very emotive ways. And emotive may be the wrong term, uh, passion, passion-filled ways. They have to lay themselves bare and rip apart any control of morality so that they can let set in. They absolutely believe he is a dark God. That is a truth. They do believe anybody can be a follower of set. Right. They open the doors for all to do it. But in order to do it, the path is filled with pain and it's filled with truths. But here's the truth. 
right? If you had to be true about yourself, I adore certain things in life I won't mention on public podcasts, right? And it's because it's personal. It doesn't feel comfortable. I don't necessarily want to, because, you know, my opinion on what I like might be something somebody hates. And right. I don't want that personal thing brought under fire, right? And that's the point. A follower of Set would tell me, why do I feel shame for that? Right. There's nothing wrong in what you feel. Tell it. Because by you standing forward and being honest, it encourages others to come forward and being honest, and especially those people who would decry you and would hate you. Bring them into the public eye and then ask them, why do you hate being yourself so much? Hold the mirror up to them, but be their friend when you do so. It causes pain. You're breaking down barriers. It's going to suck. But in the end, when you're laid bare on the concrete floor, crying that you're really many things. Maybe, I am a, maybe I'm a closet homosexual. And that's a truth that I've been denying and denying and denying. They would rip this open and lay it bare. And then I would realize it's okay that I'm that. Society has already done it as a whole, right? right. They've, they've turned their own wheel. And society historically goes through phases with it too. Real weird, right? But now more than ever, a Senate's job is almost done on a lot of levels, right? <laughs> right, right. The internet, right. people can say what they want. You can do what you need to. People can be as they are, which means what's the point? of playing a follower set. This book tells you that's great that we're all aligning, but what if they sacrificed to be where they're at? Right. And we as a society don't sacrifice shit unless we're forced to. Right. You know not what I mean? That is a culture. We, no. we certainly, we don't make it a point to do that. So which means in this book, as it says, Theophitian or otherwise, is to know the point of them in a game. In right. my, in my personally, the point of them, according to this book, in White Wolf. It's a clan that exists to honor Egyptian mythos, right. mythology, themes, and to give you it on a buffet of opportunity. It could be any direction you want with a central theme. You are a vampire, you are damned, and sets the head bad guy. Right. Those are the three things to know. If you know those things, you have a cool path to follow, and you have an moral chains to break. Right. That is the full toolkit they give you here. Now... To not stall any further, there's some cool points that uh, I know, Nate, you were talking about that yeah. they do include in this book so, as well. So one of the things that I really enjoy about this book is that like any kind of like deep old religious sect, it it is sectarian, right? So there are branches, there are different beliefs, uh, you know, there it think of it like Christianity, right? There's lots of ways to get to God, and everybody has a different idea of what that means. And these, they, they tend to split off. You know, you have the Serpents of the Light. You have um, your different cults, the Sisterhood of Sekhmet. You have um, West African Sedites. I mean, you have this cavalcade of different versions, different bloodlines, different ideologies. And to me, when you have this kind of different concepts that you can play within that clan, to me, that that really makes it a much more like a richer clan to play, right? Because yep. if, if I'm like, well, you know, I like the Sedites, but I'm kind of like not super into this aspect of it, <laughs> that's cool. There's there's a bloodline for you. You know, maybe you want to play uh, Tlasik or you want to play, I don't know if I pronounce that right. What's but, a Tlasik? So that's, a, that's like another bloodline that originates from Mesoamerica and they don't even have... Um, Serpentus, right? Right. <laughs> and, right. and 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 it, it, the funny thing about it is, it, it's here's this group of of individuals that um, 
they they believe in like the old Mesoamerican gods. The Sedites are not even necessarily sure that they're a bloodline of the Sedites. Right, and we're referring to the Incans, Aztecs, right, that right, sort of the thing, Mayans, right? and, and stuff like that. Um, I can I can go over this a little bit, but they call they call themselves the servants of the sun, and they're so very small because they're you know there's a huge conflict between them and the Sabbat, and and we'll let you guys read into that. Right, but, and I mean the, the the simple one that I remember the they opposed both the camera and the Sabbat mm-hmm. when they were when they were big, right, and when they were found they were almost annihilated by the Sabbat. And we say almost because they, they didn't succeed. Right. That's why we say almost. Right. But how were they found? Right? Camarilla found them doing some uh, bloody rites in the middle of the jungle, <laughs> right. basically. And it was like, we thought the Aztecs were dead. And the Tlaxic were like, we have never died. Understand that. We thought this pra- the Aztecs were dead and your gods were gone. And they were like, we went nowhere. Our followers were the ones that died. Right. They, they believe they're gods right. well, in a and, lot of and, ways. And the, the way that we can tie that back to the followers of Set is that they share the same clan weakness, right? They don't have the same discipline levels. They don't have that same spread, but the weakness is the weakness is the weakness. You know, if if I have to sleep in soil every night, <laughs> I don't care what you call me. I don't care what disciplines you have. You know, I am what I am. And, that, and that's weird. What I, I For some reason, they take double damage from sunlight. Is that they it? do, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought I forgot. So here's no, that. that that's totally fine. Um, so I would say that with with that, with all the different bloodlines and all the different kind of like uh, subsects of followers of set that you can play, like there's a lot of things that you can do if you don't want to just do the traditional follower of set. I worship a dead Egyptian god. Whatever, you don't have to do that, but you can. And the Daitia, that clan, that group, right? I, I brief mention them because I'm kind of sweet on them. Yeah, yeah, you know, when ahead. I read them, I was like, ah, you know, I, I, how did I miss this? Because when you read Followers of Set, you just really, you're focused on what it is, right? That's the main spoon. But like you said, diversity is awesome. Right. And when you, when you check out the Tlaseek, Ta- they're amazing and they're, and they're fun and interesting to play, especially if you're going to be in a Sabak game, in my opinion, because honestly, it'd be kind of interesting. You're mm-hmm. infiltrating, which is what the Followers of Set do anyway. Right. Kind of, kind of interesting. But uh, you have the uh, Datia who were in India. For 2,000 years, uncontested in colonial times. That's, that's where they reigned. And right. they were like, fuck that. Who cares about him? <laughs> right. That dude's a hack. It's the goddess Shiva. Right. That's who's in. And they were called the devil Brahmin is what they did. I found right. it fascinating. Because when I, you know, as I was looking up and kind of checking out what all that is, there's a huge culture in India that kind of grooves with a lot of that, that destructive worship of Shiva. Oh yeah, absolutely. But there's also a renewal portion of Shiva as well. And how might that work in a Chronicle? And I was like, just, you know, me, I was just going off like, Oh, that could be cool. We could do, this could happen. You know, it's just stuff. So there's many different directions you were saying. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and then the other thing too, that's, that's really cool about this is that we, we learned that this is also a clan that has access to its own versions of thaumaturgy. Right. So to demystify again, the Tremere who have done a fantastic job of propaganda, we're the only ones we invented it. It's all ours. No, like the, uh, not only do, do the followers of Set have it, but no shit. Like they come from ancient Egypt. Like magic is a, every story about ancient Egypt is is performing magics and, and uh, like no shit. Like this, this clan definitely has it. I mean, you know, it's it's not as easy for them as it is the Tremere. And that's, again, you know, going back to a crunch perspective. Um, but 
these bloodlines all have access to it and it's all varied depending on their regional origins you know all of those things and and even when you get down to the paths right you know the followers of set have their own path of enlightenment but even that has its own little variations and offshoots and to me where the first part the history was a little it's a little boring for me it was a little like right. like you know chewing on stale bread the rest of it though really kind of opens it up and just reveals how multi-layered and rich this clan can be from all of those perspectives clan disciplines beliefs ideologies locations it's it's pretty cool um it is a clan that i think is at the same time overrated and grossly underrated for all the wrong reasons funny enough that's the uh, that's the takeaway of the clan people ask if there's a least favorite clan that i have it's followers of set and why it's the least favorite is because every time i've seen them it's some sort of drug dealer and some sort of pimp it's never it's never what it is and so it's it's like eh, you know okay cool you want to play it why and somebody said you know serpentis is cool with a k yeah and you know that's that's what it is it's like all right i guess that's what you want to do and why I'm like Lester about it is because I've done that story so many times for players that right. it's like I've never been surprised with what it could be. Well, and you know, and I, f- I feel like that's the thing too. Like they, I feel like as a storyteller, they can make a really great foil to your game, right? They can be a great antagonist and they can be really creepy and they can be very mysterious and dark or they can be just the same old bullshit. You know, and right. that's not not just from a storyteller perspective, but from a player perspective too. Like I, I see it as exhausting if you're a player. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, uh, we had uh, not 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 to leave it for nerd words alone, because I think it's very fitting here. We we talked about it. We had a female prince for what four years, mm-hmm. right? That was really a follower of Set, but to the public eye, she was a Torador. And so it was a lot of times I'm running two games, right? right? There's a game of her as a Torador being what she's supposed to be as prince turning around i gotta run the dark secrets rites and rituals she's doing to her god and all the people who secretly serve her right so there's like you know always it's like 80 people to 100 show up for the big game and then it's 30 on the on the back end you for gotta sure, run with yeah. everything they have going on and, and it ended up being this clickish thing and i sat there and said to myself once that was realized i couldn't do it again right as not in that game not yeah. as a story to like four years of it it's like it, no it's just too much and for her there's a constant stress, you know, because she knew in any given moment, someone's going to learn my secret. This comes tumbling down. So here's something that I can share again, that isn't necessarily a nerd words thing. Um, you know, it could be because we can go into great detail about it. Um, and I, I, maybe I mentioned it in the previous podcast. I don't know. That was a long time ago. Um, but like, this is a clan. I don't feel I've ever had an experience as a player playing, right? I've read the clan books. And I like the idea of the followers of set. It's just never been something that I felt like I needed to play that clan to have a concept. Like I, I generally tend to do this, right? Like in my mind, there's a Rolodex of clans and I make a concept and I go, okay, let's start at a, what clan would be good. And when I say start at a, usually it's Camarilla. If it's a Camarilla game, you know, it's about, if right. it's a Sabat game and I go through that Rolodex and it just so happens this clan tends to be way at the back, right? It's not in alphabetical order. It's just like, all right, let's get the the base seven out of the way. Let's get the Sabat out of the way. Mm, let's go to the independence. And, you know, it's like Salubri, 
Like I, I've never really had a reason to be like, <laughs> I want to play a Salubri. I just, you know, I don't play or make characters that way. I'm wrong, by the way. I'm least apt to play a Salubri than anything else. <laughs> Actually, I could take that away, but we'll get right, to that. Right? Yeah, we'll get to that because uh, um, at some point we're gonna we're gonna have to review some V20 stuff, right? It's gonna come soon. Yes, and we're gonna get into a lot of the V20 in V20. There, we're gonna get into a lot of stuff that's not doesn't have clan books we maybe haven't talked about yet like we know they're there you guys know they're there for the most part we just we just been avoiding the elephant in the room right us talking about the bali today i think is probably going to either aggravate and annoy some people or it's going to make some people very happy like oh they mentioned it they you know like we 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 know they're there right we know the salubri are there there's a lot of stuff we haven't talked to you folks about that's just because we're following a train, right? <laughs> we're just on the back of this train following it to see where it goes. But yeah, you know, as for as far as for the the followers of set, I like this book and I don't like this book. I like this book for all the different things that it's provided me as a storyteller that I can use in my games, but it hasn't really offered me much in the form of playability because most of the time people are like, you know, I'm just not letting any followers of set in my game. You know, and, like, and they're right, right, to right. Do so. Absolutely, they have that right, right. Um, for me, I, I agree. I actually, I actually almost universal across the board, save one thing. I acknowledge how hard it is to make Egyptian history something more than it is, because it's already fantastical. It's already a huge thing to take under consideration, and to add that set has these followers. Naturally, you have to then think maybe I got to open it up for Horus to have and Osiris to have all their followers, and and you did, and other elements, right? But this is to be a vampire focus on that clan, and followers of Sect for me feel the least vampiric, right? Out of out of any, out of any other clan, uh, again. Did you? Uh, did you? Second least. Did you? <laughs> did you clan. find any mentions on? on um, pardon me for asking, but did you find any mentions of mummy in this one? Uh, I did. I, it's it, they mention it, but they don't mention it. Right, the little shopkeeper with the tinctures. Right, isn't it? Isn't it weird how like we can go back just you know a few podcasts? Really, in the grand scheme of things, it was only a few podcasts when we talk about the original uh, Sedite Clan book, and it was just like mummy up and down the road everywhere you looked. Yep, and we're still waiting. Like nobody sent us any mummy stuff. Right, nobody is like like I would be. I would love to review some mummy stuff for our patrons uh, on Patreon, but. Hey, nobody's asked for it. It's weird. I wonder why. I Anyways, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> is that passive aggressive? It's, do you think? It is very passive aggressive. <laughs> I might add. Uh, but no, the uh, what uh, to finish it out. Like, if you're going to play a follower stuff, though, your challenge is to remember you're not just a religious cult. You're also a vampire, right? And to be able to combine those two. And this book is very good to give you all the different ways you can do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you don't start off the master of sets priesthood. Right. Right. You got to earn, build it, and make it. And a lot of times, most of the time, you're almost lying to yourself on how to get that done. You can be seen as delusional. And, and, it, and when you're being a player, you don't ever want to come across as half assed or fake, but yet it's a clan where you are going to do that right. more often than not. And it's a way to do this clan, you have to be prepared to use subterfuge as a way of telling people subtlety, truth. Right. If that makes sense, you should probably play the clan. Right. And I, I wanna I wanna also be adamant about this. In my opinion, as a storyteller, provided or as a player, but providing for a player ideas and concepts, always look at the the, the uh 
the characters at the back of the book. They give you 10 different examples of, and, and it's really, it's a summarization of what's in the book. And they're awesome. And they're all kind of slightly off the beaten path. But then you have some that are like specifically like this is a stereotype of the clan. But then, hey, here's the psychiatrist. How how does he fit in? Like, so th they give you examples and those are great, right? And to me, if you were like, if you as, a, and I've never had this happen, but if you were a player and you were like, hey, Nate, I want to play in your game. I'd be like, okay, what do you want to play? And you were like, I want to play this character in the book. I'd say, shit, there you go. You, you, you're playing it. You know, you, it's right there, right? Like, I've read it. Let's see what you get out of that, right? You know, I want to play the Native American Ching. activist. Badass. That's one of my favorite characters in any of the books. Go ahead and play it. I know it. You know it. Let's see what, we'll see what happens. That's awesome. Right. You know, it's not a bad thing to go, I don't know this clan, but I want to. So I want to try the basics. I want to see what I can get out of it and just run with it. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. That's in all of those. The other thing that I want to mention too, visually, you know, we got to remember like this person asked us, like, how do we tell the difference between the old ones and the new ones? Visually, it's very easy to tell the difference between all these clan books and here's how. And maybe this is a little highbrow. I don't know. I can't estimate what other people's ideas of art are. Tim Bradstreet did all of the the first books. Tim Bradstreet's artwork is very photorealistic, right? It's um, in the clan books, it's in color, but it's like that traditional old school vampire look. Right. With the revised edition, they're a little bit more like graphically presented. And I believe this is James Van Fleet that does the artwork on here. So it's a bit more colorful. And they're all characters that come from that clan. And we said this in our previous podcast, but visually they're different. Also, here's a little side note. And you have Hesha Ruhadz on the cover. Right. Or Ruhadzi. I always, I don't really know how to pronounce it. It's how I've done it. Um, on the, the binding of the book, the new ones will have the, uh, the type is specific to the clan, right? So they have a little clan symbol up at the top and then it says clan book and then you know, in this one, it says followers of set. And these are all the variants. And when you look it up online, if you're going to buy it online, just slap revised at the beginning. That's that's what you want to go with until like V5, if they come out with new clan books. That's what you want to look for. I would say as a player, if you're looking to get into this game, definitely pick up the revised clan books in all occasions. It's great to have that that collection and get the newer V20, Lore of the Clans, Lore of the Bloodlines, because that'll help you fill in the disparity between the versions. Right. But uh, yeah, so um, followers of set, followers of set. If I had to give it a grade, I'd give it a B. We don't really grade them, but I'd give it a C, a C plus to a B. It's, it's better, I think, than the original, but it's not the greatest clan book. Bottom line, if you like the movie The Mummy, <laughs> get it? <laughs> right. I'm only going to say it, or, or Mummy 2. I believe that's the one that gets into the darker aspects of the Book of the Dead. Um, tons of tips I could give you for this book that's just not a review base, but right. um, they tell you all the Egyptian mythos to dive into, the books to see, review stuff to check right. out, and they're right. If you're going to go through it and any of that interests you, I mean, it does interest me, but like I said, the biggest challenge to this clan book is it's like, cool, they exist. I don't know who the fuck could ever play them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. And I'm 
hey, I'm the biggest ego of myself ever. I'm great. I'm awesome. I'm superb. What's really funny about but, this too is that one of your favorite characters we've talked about in Nerd Words was was a follower of Seth. It is. And then, but <laughs> right. but right, you <laughs> right. see what I'm saying though. Right. But like I played that guy, but there was no one to critique me. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yep. I've I've always wondered. I had a lot of fun playing him, but it was so draining right. to play that guy. Why? I I lied so much out of both sides of my mouth all the time. You have no idea. I'm a person who detests lying as a whole. To play it in a game, great. But there are so many of my friends who I'm like, catch me. I don't care that I'm role playing. You know, I just lied to you. You caught that, right? And when they don't, you always feel a little bit of guilt. And that's the hardest part about playing it. So I guess you got to be really good at hardening your heart and realizing it's just a game when you play that stuff. And I could do it, but it takes a lot to do it. And there's some, and anything in that book, I'll, yeah. I'll just run, I'll just end it. Did, did we'll I keep by, your grade? By the way, did I, if I said James Van Fleet, I meant John Van Fleet. Sorry, I just <laughs> opened the book and looked, and there's his name, John Van Fleet. Yeah, that's good. Good artwork, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, um, I, you know, to to be totally honest, when these when these books came out, I was like, meh. I didn't really care for the artwork because I was so I was like so ingrained in that in that Tim Bradstreet. Like I love Tim, Tim Bradstreet, Bradstreet is great. Is right. God he, for he's, vampire. He's, he's here's a guy who was like, "Hey Nate," and he didn't say this, but he was like, "Hey Nate, I'm gonna do all the artwork for this game that you love, and then when I'm done, I'm gonna go do Punisher." And I was like, <laughs> "Clearly, you're the greatest artist who's ever lived," in Nate's opinion, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, next week, Clan Book Giovanni. So uh, we're going to take a look at the revised edition. And Clan Book Giovanni, the original one, was one of my favorites. So this one should be fun, too. We'll, it should uh, be. We'll, we'll, we'll give it the old go around, and, and we'll see what's different, what's changed, what's new, what's different. Sounds good. Then the week after that, we have Clan Book Ravnos. And then we get back into like the book books, right? We get out of we get out of the weeds of the clan books for a while, and we start getting back into the material. What is the book book after the clan book books? Midnight Siege. Bob and I, I think uh, we've established that we're big fans of like the Black Hand of like all of those things. And and coming up, there's a bunch of books that detail like what does it mean to be Sabat? What does it mean to be Black Hand? What does it right. mean to be like what is an Archon? What is a Templar? I don't know. Maybe they'll make a book called Archons and Templars and we'll get to review it. <laughs> it's probably going to happen. Midnight Siege is definitely how uh, the sex wage war. Yeah. So um, definitely, uh, if you guys have questions, Patreon backer or not, send us your questions. If you have questions about these books, about things maybe we missed, maybe we should have addressed, send them to us. There's a little commercial up at the front end. Listen to that. It'll tell you how to get a hold of us. Otherwise, utilitymuffinlabs.com. That's our website. We take for granted that you go there, and maybe you don't. You should. That's where we have stuff for you to talk to us. So do that. Anyways, until next week, I'm Nate. And I'm Bob. And uh, we'll talk to you later.
Almost 20 years ago, a storm ripped through the gaming landscape. The greatest home console of all time brought a tidal wave of change to the way you game. Now, it's time to evacuate your old gaming systems, board up the windows, find shelter, and get to higher ground. In 2018, prepare to be blown away by Super Typhoon X. The most advanced gaming system on the market with custom Sunburst CPU, 1.75 gigahertz with eight cores, one terabyte hard drive with 4K UHD Blu-ray drive. TELUS VR compatibility via USB adapter. Reserve today and get your special edition Exit Moons Detroit and Exit Moons Gunskin Package Bundle for $6.99. TELUS Super Typhoon X. It's not just a better game, it's a better reality.